who would want to serve a God that says that they suck? (laughs) And I think that if I had a higher sense of self-worth, if I had a better understanding of how God thinks of me, I would not have accepted so much mistreatment for so, from, for so long from so many people. God never said I wasn't worthy. He said I was a good thing. He said I was made in the image of him. And if he is good, then I am good. I am a good thing. All right. So me and my friend were having this conversation about, you know, self-image and self-worth. And I think a lot of Christians, a lot of believers think that we have to make ourselves low to make God high. It's like, I'm unworthy. I'm wretched. I'm sinful. I'm, you know, disgusting. I'm the scum of the earth. And somehow that makes, that makes God glorious. That makes him high. That somehow by making ourselves low, we make God high. And the truth is God doesn't need us to make him anything. He is high, but also he is not pleased with us making ourselves low. And I find that in a lot of Christian culture, there is this heavy push to make people fall to their knees, not nece- not necessarily worship, right? But fall to their knees in self-loathing, like self-loathing, self-deprecating, just being very unkind to ourselves. And it's actually pride. It's pride and arrogance that says, if I make myself the scum of the earth, then, you know, then God is going to be made high. And the truth is God is pleased with us being pleased with ourselves. I got a comment on a video recently and somebody was saying that I'm not sacred, I'm not holy. And I think this person meant well. Um, But I think because of Christian culture, you know, westernized Christian culture, it's very much like, I'm unworthy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wretched. I'm disgusting. But God sees me as worthy. Like he redeemed me, right? Like he saved me. And if I wasn't worthy, then why would he save me? If I was nothing, if I was the scum of the earth, why would he create me? And if all of his creations are good, if all of his creations are blessed and wonderful, then why can't I look at myself that way? And it's like, even as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting through thoughts of, well, I don't want to be prideful. I don't want to be arrogant, but I'm not boasting in myself. I'm boasting in myself by the hands that created me, right? So it's not even necessarily about me and my works, right? Oh, I'm, I'm wonderful because I do X, Y, and Z. I'm wonderful because X, Y, Z. No, I'm wonderful because I am. I'm wonderful because I am created. And I think that it's okay for Christians to have this kind of mindset about themselves because God has this mindset about them, right? Like the scripture says, how precious are God's thought towards us? How precious are God's thoughts towards us? And when we are sitting and rolling around and saying that we're unworthy or disgusting and filthy, God doesn't get any glory from that. Who would want to serve a God like that? Like who would want to serve a God that says that they suck? (laughs) You know, who would want to serve a God that basically just wants them to wallow in self-pity and um, and self-loathing. Like, I would not want to serve a God like that. And that is not the God I serve. And I think I struggled so long in my own Christian walk because I felt like, well, God, if I'm supposed to be people's punching bags, then why, why be here? Like, why exist? I don't want to be a Christian if that means that I just have to be people's punching bags. And that's not what God wants us to be. I think about conflict. I think about people being mistreated. And a lot of people don't stand up for themselves because they think that's the holy way to do things. And it's not holy. Like God would never allow someone to mishandle you or mistreat you without you defending yourself. Like he's vengeful, right? He's jealous. He is, 
he is all these wonderful things um, towards us. And it's like, I have to literally take the mind of Christ to think well of myself. A lot of my self-loathing, a lot of my lack of self-worth, I think comes from the Christian faith. It comes from Christian culture, I will say, church culture specifically about this, you know, standing in the fact that you're unworthy and that you are, you know, wretched and, you know, your filthy rags and things like that. And, I, and even looking at scripture, besides God being upset with us, everything he says about us is tender. Even in him being upset about us is because he loves us so much, right? Like, I want you. I love you so much. Why are you straying from me? Why are you going away from me? Right? And he might use strong language, even in scripture, but even the, the intention behind what he's saying is that of self-worth and love. Is that of worth and love? Like you are worthy, right? Because like, I'm not worthy because of what I do. I'm worthy because I exist. And I think I just need to sit in that and rest in that and really look at my life and see how I am self-loathing because uh, low self-esteem is hard to work through um, on any level. But I think it's especially hard in the Christian faith because no, I am not God. I am not as, you know, wonderful and great as God obviously. <laughs> but what isn't so obvious is that I am wonderful because I am made in the image of God. I am a reflection of him, right? Like I like he finds me worthy enough to dwell in me. He finds me worthy enough for me to exist, for me to have breath. Like he he finds me worthy enough. The chances of you being here are 1 in 400 trillion. And that is not a mistake. And I know that I know that some people don't believe, but I do. And I do believe that God wants us to see ourselves how he sees us. And I don't know if it's possible because I'm flawed and I'm human. Um, and sadly, I live in a world where they measure your worth based on your works. And that is very anti-Christian. And so while I think this person earlier meant well by saying, you're not holy, you're not sacred. The only person who is, is God. It's harmful. It's harmful to say because there are so many people who are being mistreated and allowing people to mistreat them. And I was one of those people because I felt unworthy, because I felt like I wasn't holy, I wasn't sacred, right? I felt like I had to be a floor mat, a doormat for people to walk all over to be a good Christian, to be holy. And God is not pleased with that. He would much rather me stand up for myself because what does it look like for me to give something of value, right? For me to give something, you know, um, of value to somebody and they allow other people to break it and to misuse it and to mistreat it. I'd be upset, right? Think about people who are parents. Like parents are very jealous for their kids. Like they are very, um, they're very protective of them. They're not going to let people mistreat them. If, they, if they're good parents, they're not going to let people mistreat their kids. And if God is our father, then why would he be okay with someone mistreating me? And it's this revelation that I'm coming to because it is so, it is so anti, it's so anti-Christian and I'm using that term loosely. It's anti-Christian to be, to allow people to mistreat you. Like the Bible talks about being persecuted, like for your faith, for following Christ. That is not the same as somebody mistreating you just because they don't like you. <laughs> like, right? Like, that is not the same. I don't have to endure people mistreating me just because I'm a Christian. 
because that's not Christian. That's that's not the reflection of a life a Christian should look should look like. I think in this westernized version of Christianity, people are very weak, people are very very passive, people are very uh go with the wind, especially about people being mistreated. And it's almost like we justify people being mistreated. And I think the real way of a follower of Christ is that, you know, we defend the people who can't fend for themselves and we stand up for what is right, meaning we defend people who are being mis- mistreated, talked about, used, abused. We we fight for them. You know what I'm saying? We empower them to fight for themselves. We build them up. We tell them their worth. Like we, we show them their worth, even in scripture, but even in how we love them. And I think that if I had a higher sense of self-worth, if I had a better understanding of how God thinks of me, I would not have accepted so much mistreatment for so, from, for so long from so many people. I would have stood up for myself more. I would have defended myself more. I would have not justified people mistreating me because I think like, oh, well, this brings glory to God. And God is up there like, no, these people are trash. They're wicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I love that I'm coming to this to this place because that is freedom. It just felt so like Christianity felt so like felt like bondage in the way that it's practiced here in the West. It is so work based. And that is literally like anti everything we're taught. Like we're not saved by works. It's by faith. We're not, you know, we say these things, but then we go out there trying to earn our worth constantly, constantly, even with our work, like our day to day work. I'm worthy because I have this. I'm worthy because I work this way. Right. But if we really sat with the truth, we are already worthy and that would give us freedom to be able to live the life that God wants us to live, but also that we want to live and know that God is pleased with us being pleased. He is pleased with us being joyful. He is pleased with us being at peace. He is pleased with us having fun, laughing, carrying on, dancing, right? Like creating, singing and and all this like legalistic religious stuff is so heavy. It's so heavy and antichrist. And I love that I'm here. I love that I feel free in my relationship or I'm becoming free in my relationship, unlearning, decolonizing my mind because even even the Christian faith I feel like is colonized, obviously. Like whatever whatever you believe, some people believe that, you know, uh the Christian faith is a colonizing faith. I don't even know if I said that right. I believe that, uh, I believe. And so um, I what I do believe is that white folks took Christianity and made it their own and used it to oppress other people. I'm very clear on that. But one thing I'm becoming clearer on is that a lot of things that white Christianity or Western Christianity is spewing and supporting is is not what God wants us to do. It's not what he believes in. You know what I mean? And it's like, really read the word for yourself. <laughs> Seek it yourself. Um Because I'm not going to call myself unworthy anymore. I'm not going to say I'm filthy anymore. I'm not going to call myself a sinner anymore. I'm not going to call myself, you know, the scum of the earth. Because I spent 30 years thinking I was the scum of the earth from the rhetoric in the the church, from church culture, just like I'm so unworthy. And it, it, it just comes from a place of like a fear, a fear, not love. That is not love. Like, Coming from a place of, oh, I'm unworthy. You like (laughs) save me from hell because I'm unworthy. It's like, no, like God. Well, yes, like I want to be saved from hell, obviously. (laughs) Don't want to go. But also coming to him from a place of love and adoration as opposed to fear. 
You know what I'm saying? I hope what I'm saying is making sense. (laughs) But either way, the point is, I am not unworthy. I am sacred. I am holy. I am his masterpiece, his workmanship. I am beautiful. I am flawless, (laughs) right? My makeup is flawless. I am handcrafted by the one who created the universe. And if that doesn't show my worth, then what does? What makes me worthy? I don't know. And and I think I'm okay with that. I, I am okay with that. I am okay with learning learning how worthy I am from the master, from the person who created, I was going to say the master universe. That's not what I'm going to say. Learning who I am based on or through the lens of the person who created me makes so much more sense and trying to listen to those beside me who are trying to figure it out. Because it's very human for us to think that we have to make ourselves low to make other people high because that's how it works in this country. That's how it works in the West. That's how it works in the world. People only get higher by putting people lower. People only get higher from putting people below them. When we think of people who are acquiring wealth and all this money and resources and all this other stuff, like a lot of people are acquiring these things by putting people down, by underpaying them, underserving them. And it's like, obviously that's how everything works. So we're going to, we're going to apply that to God, but God never said that. God never said I wasn't worthy. He said I was a good thing. He said I was made in the image of him. And if he is good, then I am good. I am a good thing. And it's not arrogance. It's a knowing. It's security. It is confidence. Confidence that no matter what I do, good or bad, it doesn't make me a good or bad thing. It makes me good. Like, I am good. I'm good. I'm secure. You know? And I'm just coming to this realization like in real time. So this is all over the place. But I am a good thing. You are a good thing because you are, because you exist. Because you exist, because you are, because you, because you were made, you were knit together. You are a good thing. And don't let nobody, no church, no pastor, no friend, no good, well-wishing person tell you that you are not worthy because that's a lie. That is a lie. God wants you to marvel at yourself, to look at yourself as an amazing human being. He wants you to marvel at his handiwork, at his craftsmanship. You are gorgeous. You are a miracle. You're not here by mistake. You are a good thing. One thing I also wanted to add is that It benefits other people for you to think lowly about yourself. It benefits other people for you to think that you are nothing. Because if you think that you're nothing, they can sway you to do anything. They can sway you to think any way about yourself. And we see this even in, um, and this is why a lot of people feel like, you know, the Christian faith was made to enslave Black folks. And I totally understand. That's the thing. I get it, right? Like these people took the word, twisted it, and made it into something sinister, to enslave folks, to literally enslave their minds, right? To change their thinking. How wretched and disgusting is that, right? But anyway, so I totally understand the qualms that people have. I I totally understand the issues. I get it. And I say, work that out on, you know, with yourself. But I, what I do believe is that 
you know, God is making the truth come through. And I feel like people, there's nothing wrong with questioning faith. You should question faith. You should question it. Um, and in my questioning, the the fact that I thought that I was wretched made me feel so far away from God. Like there was this feeling like, oh, you're so holy. I can't come close to you. And he wants to be close to us. Or, oh, I'm so wretched. I might as well not even try. This is stupid. I'm never going to get it right. I'm never going to be worthy. I'm ne- never going to be capable of um, redeeming myself. I'm never going to be holy enough. I'm never going to be sanctified enough. I would compare my walks with other people's walks. I would compare, you know, my relationship with other people's relationship and like, oh, well, they're hearing from him this way. Like, why can't I hear it? And I feel like there was so much distance between God and I, not because of him necessarily, but because of me and because of what I thought of myself, because of what I thought of him, because I thought he was so inaccessible. It was silly for me to ask him for things. It was silly for me to ask him for the life I really wanted. It was it was silly of me um, to ask for, you know, uh, vengeance, right? And And not even not even in an evil way. Like I took a lot of abuse and mistreatment because I thought that that's what I deserved, you know, and people use scripture, pastors, uh, leaders, friends, use scripture to bind people, to mistreat them, to justify them being mistreated, to make it seem like, oh, if I, if I suffer this mistreatment, that makes me more holy. If I suffer, it's like asceticism. It's like, Denying yourself anything pleasurable because that makes you more holy. That is not the life God wants you to live. He said, I came for you to have life more abundantly, like abundantly. And, you know, I think there is obviously a line between people taking advantage of people with um, prosperity gospel and that kind of thing versus like asceticism, which is just like the exact opposite. Like don't have any fun. Don't do anything enjoyable, pleasurable. Um But God wants us to enjoy our lives. (laughs) He wants us to be well. He wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to have what we need and even more. He wants us to be able to give to other people. He wants us to create. He wants us to have fun. He takes delight in us having fun and being joyful and loving and being loved and being treated well. He takes delight in this, not in you suffering for the sake of suffering. You don't have to suffer anymore. And I'm I'm speaking so passionately because I literally thought, like, it made me not want to, it made me not want to be here. I'm trying to watch how I'm saying this. It made me not want to be here because I I said, God, if life is just all about suffering, why did you even bring me here? I was so upset. Like, why did you even bring me here? Why do I have to live? And I just imagine how heartbreaking that was for him, right? Like, to hear me say that because that is not him. That is other people, you know? God is about justice. God is about welfare. <laughs> God is about uh, about truth, about honesty. God is about all the things that we see not happening here. <laughs> God is about, and, and I hate that people, especially like certain political parties, like to use Christianity as, as reasons to oppress other people or to, you know, have people not get what they need or not to support people. Like, and it's like, this is not what God intends. This is not what God intended. And it just makes, it makes me, it, it grieves me. It grieves me because I think about how many people, you know, have walked away from the faith because of people misrepresenting him. How many people are not alive today because of people misrepresenting him? How many people gave up on themselves because they misrepresented him? You know what I'm saying? And it makes me very upset 
Because I was one of those people who fell in the trap of believing that God doesn't want good things for me, that I'm here to be a catalyst for other people, that I'm here to be a punching bag for other people. And it made my heart so hard towards God. And it made it, it made me hate myself. And it's like, how do you contend with your with healing as a, as a as a follower and also like reckoning with the fact that you were lied to, that you were um deceived, that you were deceived by people who say that they follow him. And I was deceived by some people who really believe this, like people who are well-wishing, right? Who really believe that they have to suffer and make themselves low and crawl on their bellies and their hands and their knees for God to love them, for God to be pleased with them. Nah, nah, it's time out. It's time out for that. And, And especially, especially for my people, like my people, right? Like we have suffered so much under this misrepresented version of Christianity, of the faith, whatever you want to call it, right? We've suffered so much and for so long under this lie, this farce, this this deception. And when I really read the scriptures, when I really engage, when I really ask the questions, the truths that are coming up to me are showing me that everything has been a lie (laughs) that I have to relearn everything. And that is overwhelming and that is frustrating, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful because the questions that people bring up when they talk about, you know, Christianity being a white religion and all these other things make total sense. They make absolute sense to me. And so I had to ask those hard questions. What does that mean? Right? Like, okay, God, you know, and some people say, oh, don't question God. Yes. Question God. He's the one with the answers. Okay. Like if (laughs) if you're trying to find the answers, why not go to the source? Um, but me reckoning with those things really show me that a lot of what we are, what we are, what we are uh, worshiping is not Christianity or the faith or whatever you want to call it. Right. It's not God. It is whiteness. It is Westernized religion. It is colonization. I think about people who go to indigenous nations and they say, oh, we're going to, you know, teach you the faith and teach you the ways. But really, they're not teaching them the faith. They're teaching them how to be white. They're teaching them how to be European, Western, specifically, right? Like Western European. They're teaching them how to be like them, not like God. And so we have so many indigenous folks who lose their their sacred practices, their their rituals, their celebrations, their feasts under the guise of trying to be holy. And that is not it. (laughs) That is not it. That is not it. Like Christianity does not look like whiteness. Following the faith does not look like whiteness. Whiteness is all about works. It's all about uniformity. It's all about, um, it's all about, uh, you know, one, one way, right? Like it's all about losing yourself, like losing, losing the essence of yourself to be accepted by these people. And I and I and it and it baffles me because I'm just like, why would God make us all so different if we were all supposed to be so similar? Like what? Why why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. But again, it's 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 whiteness. It's not the faith. I'm gonna stop talking because I feel like the more I talk, the more trouble I'm gonna get into. But decolonizing my life. That is literally what I'm trying to do in my faith, in my walk, in my everyday living, in my loving other people, in my showing up 
authentically myself, 100% myself, it's taking a lot of unlearning. Um, And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I am unlearning these wicked ways because it is wicked. Even if they say they're using a Bible to do it, it's wicked. If someone, if it's harming someone, it is wicked. It is wicked. And so much has been harmful to us. And I have been self-harming myself under the guise that I am wicked. I am disgusting. And none of that is coming from love. None of that is love. None of it is love. It's all fear-based. It's all condemning. It's all too heavy. It's too heavy. So I don't know where I'm going with this. I just want to share these thoughts. I don't I don't have all the answers. Obviously, I'm still, still trying to figure that out. I'm questioning everything, sparring with things, you know, asking God the right questions, um, hopefully. And I'm getting some answers that I'm that I am that are freeing me. And I hope that this frees you. God wants you to be happy. He wants you to live a lovely life. He wants you to have life more abundantly. And that doesn't require you to lose the essence of who you are, to lose your interests. I think about even creating music, right? I think about when when I was younger and I was like, I want to be a singer. Oh, I'm a Christian. I have to sing gospel music. And that's not the, that's not what I'm doing. Like, yes, I am a Christian artist because I am Christian and I'm an artist. But I want to tell the truth in my music. And and sometimes I feel like the gospel just being sorry, just being, you know, it's lacking truth sometimes. It's 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 almost like there, there's a place and a time for everything. And I feel like even this idea of what is secular, secular music, right? Um, if I sing about love, it's secular. If I sing about, you know, sex, it's bad. If I sing about, you know, the dolphins, secular music is bad, but they were all created by God. So why can't I sing about them? Right. And why can't that bring glory to him? That's a whole other conversation for a whole different day. And I probably will do a video on that, but either way, um, I'm decolonizing my faith. And it's, it's freeing, but it's hard work and it's heartbreaking because I think about who I was under this oppressive faith, who I was, who I have been, the beliefs that I have, the, and now embracing the freedom I have in Christ, right? Because before my faith did not feel free, it felt like, girl, this is work and I don't want any parts. <laughs> I don't want no parts of it. But now that I know that I can just be and that is enough and I am a good thing because I am, Wow. What a concept, right? What a concept. I hope this is helpful. And if you have any questions, you can leave them below. If I have the answers, I will answer them. If I don't, I will tell you that I don't know or give some resources that I could share. Um, But yeah, question. Question your faith. Question it. Question everything. Question everything. Seriously. Um, And you'll be surprised by some of the answers you'll find. So until next time, y'all. Talk to y'all soon.